What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. I want a guest. I want some guests in here. Well, if you would dust every once in a while, people might actually show oh, that's up. Bullshit! It smells like button here. Does not smell like. It smells here. like a boy's locker room. It does not. Does it really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh. just fucking with you. No, because okay. I, <laughs> I know you're, you're like me. You have a complex about all of the senses. Yeah, uh, mine specifically is stinkiness, which is funny thing. Uh, somebody actually, she uh, texted me last night. I don't remember why we, why it came up, but I told her about my which we've talked about before the how uh I how oh it was, she had said some she was like yeah some guy told me a long time ago when I was in like seventh grade that I I looked slutty because my boobs were hanging out because I had a, like a half inch of cleavage and she's like I barely had boobs then uh, but now I've got what she what she described as solid mom boobs. <laughs> Solid mom boobs. Which I could not stop fucking. I still think it. I was like, the SMBs looking mm-hmm. good today, you know, just as a joke. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that gave her a complex about cleavage mm-hmm. because I was helping her uh, with this. Is Let me tell you how funny it is to help uh, help someone study uh, biology in mm-hmm. a real fashion. Not like, hey, we're going to study biology. Mm-hmm. No, like actual fucking chromosomes and shit. Not combining our chromosomes. Right. But. Uh, I've been helping her. Got her up a full grade, which is fantastic because the the schooling she's in, she has to m- hit a minimum of eighty percent is passing. Okay, it's not just a B; it's passing. So, um, helped her out with the biology, and uh, she texted me yesterday. Hey, is there any way you're coming to the brewery? I was like, I was going to head over there because I was just bored. Why? What's up? And she's like, I could really use help. I'm like, Oh, cool! And I show up thinking it's going to be biology. No, it was definitely college algebra. Uh huh. Like fuck, but <laughs> uh, it was exponents. Oh, which is not that difficult, but it's like the exponent uh, fractions, essentially, which just I was like, oh, God, fuck, Jesus Christ. Right. But at least it's not letters and numbers. I think if I were to do a couple of those, I would remember how to do. Well, like that. 10 to the negative eighth power over uh, 10 to the 14th power. Right. And and this and that. Like, how do you calculate that? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I had to Google it real fast and just look at an exploded diagram. I'm like, nah, I got this. And I helped her out with that. Mm-hmm. But she was leaning across the table and I was like, whoa. Scrub top, man, doesn't really cover up those solid mom boobs, does it? And she's <laughs> like, oh, God. And then then I saw her, like, when she would lean forward to cover it up. And this is a woman who I'm very comfortable with. We've been friends for years, whatever, right, you know, right. never a romantic partner um, and uh, probably never will be. I, I, I'm not for any reason other than the fact that we're just already really good friends. And mm-hmm. um, late last night, or not late, it was probably 9 o'clock, I had texted her. I was like, hey, how did your – she had to do an online test. And she goes, I aced it. Thanks so much for your help. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry if I gave you a complex about the cleavage. It was just a funny sure. thing because I'm like helping you study, and it's always been biology. Now it's just math. And she's like, no, honestly, I had this guy that said this, and da da da. And I'm like, oh, do you ever notice how you've been around me even after I've worked all day long and sweaty and tired and this and that and the other, and I never stink? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I hug you all the time, probably once a week, and you've never, you've always smelled good, even though I know you've been at work all day long. Right. And I'm like, that's because I had a girl who I really liked in seventh grade, gave her a note. Hey, I like you. Do you like me today? And she slipped a note into my locker Uh-oh. that said, no, I don't like you. Because you stink. I'll never like you because you stink. Wow. And that was fucking devastating to a sure. fucking 12-year-old who I already had all these weird complexes because I'm like starting to get you know, I have hair in places I didn't have hair. Okay, why did awkward. you stink? Huh? 
Or did you not stink? I don't think I did. I don't know that I'm I did. I'm just wondering. I'm going to analyze the stink. No, don't if put, don't drive the trauma deeper, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to bring it up to the surface, Paul. Hey, you, you, uh, yeah, if you get it in deep, then that it always bottoms out. Yeah, then you, 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 you bottoms can go, out, and then you can just, you can, you can spackle over top of it with right. more trauma. Bury and, it and, deep. And bury it deep. Never let it out. Ball it down and compress it and just until stuff it turns it down. into rage, and then you take it out on the people you care about. Right. That's what needs... Oh, and that's not what needs to happen. Sorry. That's not how it's resolved. Wow. Southern so you style. So you don't think that you... St- that's fine. I, I don't think I did, because I went home, and I was pretty upset, and I told my mom about it, and my mom's like, you don't stink at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't. You wear your deodorant and do too much cologne, because... I Maybe told, that's what she was saying. Maybe with too much cologne. You know what? I never thought about it like that. Maybe that, is, I'm just just throwing. Funny thing throwing is, out. though, about a year or so later, that's the woman we've talked about this on the podcast. It was a long time oh, ago. Oh, that lives in Florida now. No, 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 no. Not Kate, Kate is not Ron DeSantis. I wife. haven't seen Ron DeSantis's wife, uh, the first lady of uh, Florida, Casey Black DeSantis. I haven't seen her since eleventh grade. God, that guy's kind of a tool bag. You think he's gonna run? Probably. President. He probably is. He's going to get the nomination? Beside the point. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't her. It was the it girl was... whose ponytail I cut off. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the beginning wow. of the bullying because I had a little crush on her, right? Right. And that's when it, and then it was just incessant right. for the next 18 months, right? And then her and all of her uh, bitchy-ass girlfriends that were all super popular. And all mean su- girls. Su- fucking, no, 10 times worse. Oh, yeah, because okay. this was like a whole gang of just of athletic bullies. Like they were, they were female athletes. They're also super fucking smart, and they were just assholes. And like, fathletes, female athletes, fathletes. They're bitch. <laughs> they're bitchletes is what they were. They were terrible. Bachletes, bathletes, bathletes. <laughs> nah, it mm. doesn't really quite work. Bathlete sounds like someone who's really good at taking baths. <laughs> I'm a bathletic champion. Uh, t- Jessica from Savon, she's a bathlete. <laughs> she's a bathlete. Oh, she, we just have a new we have a new tagline for she's her. She's like the bathlete uh, that is so good at taking baths that she, after her bathlete bathleticism started to wane, <laughs> she opened up her own store, right. selling her bathletic pro- uh, bathletic you said, products. You should probably do this for a living because you're already a bathlete. This is you're, she's a bathlete. You should. You're like uh, you're like Dan Marino and Isotoner. Like you should definitely. <laughs> st- he's a glove fleet and slipper fleet. Any fucking way. So that gave. I was telling this woman. I said that gave me a complex that still exists to this day at forty, almost forty-one years old. Wow. And, it, and you don't. And, you're not gonna smell. No I, I, I just don't, man. I, and and I. It's. I, I I remember my mom being afraid. Uh, I was probably fifteen. And I was using Right Guard spray deodorant, right? For Ooh, some, now that stuff would really hurt your pits after a while. Oh, to me, it did. Like, a, like a really, like a stung or something. Yeah, no, like it's closing pores up. I guess is what it was. I'm doing. pretty sure that's what it is. Jesus, and, I remember. Uh, I remember that shit. Fog I, up your bathroom. Oh yeah, smell like yeah. God, I. Jesus, you're bringing back memories now of spray well, on deodorant. There was some kid who had the same weird complex that I I had, but obviously ten times worse. Mm-hmm. That used to spray it all over his whole body, and he died. He died from it. He From essentially right he, he overdosed on whatever the chemical is, the aluminum, zirconium, whatever it is called. He It seeped into his skin. Do you think he was smelling when he was rotting? I don't think he's rotted to this day because he was COVID. Because That's not COVID. nice. That's not nice. That's insensitive. It's terrible. So, um... Wait a minute, I have a, hold on. Do, do people still use spray deodorant, do you I think? I have no idea. They use Axe in lieu oh, of deodorant. Oh, you're right. They use Axe in lieu of deodorant showers, which is awesome. That's because they had some huge factory that used to make deodorant, and they went, what the fuck are we going to do with all this equipment and cans and propellant? Right. I got an idea. 
Let's <laughs> let's give a whole legion of douche novels. <laughs> a whole product, a new product line. All the same super offensive scent. Because they had like train cars full of just shit. They had to fucking do something. Yeah. With. <laughs> I, 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 I am convinced that the inventor of Axe body spray is some scorned woman who didn't ha- see red flags coming from these douche nozzle guys, and she mm. wanted to give another warning, a very easy warning right. to other people, stay away from these guys, and then she came up with all the sense for Axe body spray. So I actually purchased Axe once or twice. Oh, ye- there's a red flag. Years ladies. ago. Red flag, but For some ladies. reason, it didn't stick with me. I don't I don't know. I just, I did, well, nah, I'm not Because you're not this. a douchebag? I, I didn't, yeah, I thought, oh, this would be kind of fun, or not. I, I don't even know why. I start, I'm it's, sure I saw a commercial. Well, the original idea between Axe and a lot of those body sprays, specifically Axe, because it was a big and very popular in Europe, mm. uh, and it was more like an after, like, hey, we're going out for the night and in between work and play. And you spray yourself down and you smell Rather than decent. take a shower, just yeah. hose yourself Which down. makes perfect sense. Sure. But from what I understand, when it came over to the North American you know, uh, product, uh, or rather cons- North American consumers, uh, they ramped up the scents a lot. Yeah, no kidding. That, that's what we always They're fuck shit so up. They're so offensive. And it's, it's like uh, the combination of uh, bedazzled jeans, affliction shirts, and Axe, uh, and Axe body spray. <laughs> That is a guy who was a D bag in two thousand four, and he's ultra ultra refined barrel aged ass hat in twenty twenty two. I remember applying right guard deodorant. Like that, that's the very last thing you do when you're in the bathroom because you want to exit because it's now full of this fog. Right, it smells. You know, you don't want to be breathing this whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, you'll put it on your body, but then you and then usually what I would do honestly is take a huge deep breath in. Spray my pits and then walk out and then start breathing again. That was my routine. My last thing was the brute. The <laughs> brute. Yeah, my grandpa bought me a, bro- a bottle of brute and then my mom was like, eh, whatever. If the kid, it's better than nasty stench, you know. Like right. I think that's why my mom. But my mom definitely made a comment to me. She's like, son, how much do you use that right guard spray? And I said, I don't know. It's it's like three sprays in your armpits. And she's like, don't use it any more than that. Did you see the about about the boy that died from it? I'm like, what? Shit, you not. It was in the paper. My, my <laughs> What's it? no boy dies from oh, bat boy <laughs> dies from. Oh, no, no, it was. Uh, she saw it on TV. It was like it was like network news or something like that. Okay. And uh, it was actually like a PSA that was put out there. Like, don't like, look. You, look at that painting real God, quick, Joe. Why? That's amazing. Yeah, it looks like a photo. God, I'm sorry. It looks Go like ahead. a Tom Waits song. It, 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 yeah, in you folks don't even need to know painting, what it looks like. Just like the old it, it sad does look, blind man. It does painting. look like a Tom Waits painting. All right, go ahead. Anyway, so yeah, the so it, 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 literally the next week uh, in uh, gym class, our mm-hmm. gym coach was like, "Hey guys, I know a lot of you guys use a spray deodorant. Don't spray too much." I don't know if you guys heard, but like there was a boy, and I think I want to say it was somewhere in the Midwest. It was like Iowa or Nebraska or something like that. He said he was teased about stinking, so he sprayed himself head to toe every single day. Jesus, he would go through a couple cans a week. Yeah, so he caused the ozone hole himself. Yeah, above whatever flyover <laughs> state he's from, he right. definitely fucking caused the ozone okay. hole, which is why they have solar panels in Nebraska now. Or so, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that uh, yeah, that I remember. I was like, oh fuck. And then now, if you look at it, like that that ha- happened multiple times to people. Mm. But uh, yeah, God, the, I'm about to, to look this up now. It's uh, it yeah. happened more. This is more than once. More than once it ha- it's happened in the Jesus. past 25 years. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was ugh, the stinkiness. Anyway, let me tell you about. Um, Wait, I want to talk about deodorant some more. 
I worked on a construction site with this dude, and we would go out and hang out afterwards and play pool and darts and that kind of shit. But I'm not making this up. About a third of his conversation was talking about what you want to do is 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 use stick deodorant on your butthole. That that was his answer to life. That that was that would solve all the world's problems. Okay. I'm all, just, I'm just saying. I, no, do, there is no other. That's it. I'm that's going. It. I can't remember his name now. But if I were with the same group now, hey, remember that dude that used to talk about putting stick deodorant on his asshole all the time? They would all remember it. Would you have two separate sticks? I he didn't. I don't think we really. I'm sure you would have to. If a third of the conversation was that, why didn't he ever explain? Well, if what, he used the same one on his armpits, a better question is why would I inquire about? I think I didn't want to engage in the conversation. But I, but now I'd say, well, hold on a minute now. So you have your butthole stick and your armpit stick. Yeah, is that what we, that what we got? I guess. I, I I think. Of course, I guess if he because like no matter how clean you get your asshole, it's still never right. Spotless. Maybe maybe it's right out of the shower. You drive your dri- drive your butt, dry your butt, vroom vroom, <laughs> and then put it on immediately, and then he thinks you're safe to go to your armpit. So I don't know. I I, I mean I don't know what that would. Like I, I mean, we all get swamp ass. Sure, you know, for the most. This is part. in Georgia too. You got to remember. Oh yeah, it's oh, the swampiest yeah. fucking state. Like it, right. it, 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 one of them. Well, at least Florida has beaches. Yes, I realize if uh, Georgia kind of has a beach, maybe. But out Mississippi might be the swampiest swamp ass state. Yeah, you're probably or the low right country in South Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you swamp- guys get swamp ass in Ohio. I mean, you're talking. No, I'm well aware. It's one of the reasons I don't fucking live there. Um, uh, my mom. Uh, yeah, I talked to my mom a couple weeks ago, and I said something like, uh, "Uh, the dumbass phrases I hear, but that have you know a kernel of truth to them, but you're just tired of hearing it is you can't shovel sunshine." And so I said that to her. Jesus. I'm like, "Mom, can't shovel sunshine, but you can sure as shit have to wring out your underwear." And she's like, "Yeah, that's fair, because it is just so. It's just I I fucking hate humidity unless I've got a." Uh, tiki drink in my hand on the beaches nearby. Like, that's that's really one of the main. The, one of the, the the deciding factors of me moving here was was a low humidity. But I remember when I went to, oh, what's that goofy like Havasu uh, bar? That's like the Turtle Turtle Cove something Turtle Turtle Bay. Turtle Bay. It's right no, there. It's in not the, Turtle I Bay. I don't know. People know what I'm talking. They're screaming, throwing your shoes at the radio right now. Yeah, at the radio. <laughs> at, oh my god. What the fuck is that place? It's the is it still there? Pirates Cove? No, Pirates Cove Pirates is, Cove is, is north by Needles. No, yeah, this yeah. is um, down in Lake Havasu, and people motor up, and they had there's like a bar there, like a yeah, tiki bar. It, it's not Turtle Bay because that's on the north shore it's of Oahu, turtle. but it's it's something naked like that. turtle. The yeah, turtle, something naked, like the that. Sh- Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I don't know. Turtle doves. Middle aged mutant. I don't know mutant turtle. Yeah, we'll have to watch that. Well, that's anyway, an when I was anyway. down there and it was in the evening and it was dry and I was ha- outside at a tiki bar and it was hot and there wasn't one fucking bug and I think God the last time I was at a tiki bar like in the south somewhere it was like you could this was a swatting fucking yeah Olympic event you know yeah from mosquitoes horse flies everything I'm saying this is really awesome I can come down I can drink alcohol and outdoor tiki bar when it's hot and the sun's going down and I'm not getting eaten up by mosquitoes or anything right. And I it was like, wow. And then you can like spill like the like the whatever condensation does get on your glass that dri- right. drips on the front of you, it evaporates within two minutes. Right. It's like yeah. cold. Can- Rather than just walking around with shit, just it just. So that yeah. is one of the yeah. There is no real swamp ass except during sometimes monsoon seasons if we ever have one for a short time. Oh yeah, yeah. That's about it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, deodorant on the butthole. Yeah, that was that. he was really. Just he, adamant about he it. He brought this up every time we were out. 
Well, I'm, now I I'm wanna, not making this up. I kind of want to try it. I'm going to have to get a label right. maker so I can label my... This may be a product line that... <laughs> oh, we God. Can, we can think about okay, this. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you a moment Katie, of pause. Katie Schritter could sell them at her... What's her new... Uh, what's her butthole bleaching place? Oh, right near a the A whole bleach. new you. A whole new year. <laughs> you. Whole, a whole new you. <laughs> a whole new you. And she could sell the butthole... Uh... <laughs> Remember the first... I thought the first name that I came up with was right near the bleach... <laughs> Because it would be beachside and just, fuck a whole new you. That's right up there with the Greenfellows Resort that Jeremy Green and I came up with in high school. But yeah. it was, all we did was a PowerPoint presentation that got like an uproarious applause because we had it just like cheesy 90s PowerPoint. And it was like mm -hmm. screaming out of the screen on the projector. It's oh, a God. fully oh, stocked bar. You, like, you used all of the all the, the options for all, the, all the, 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 shit. For the all PowerPoint of thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh. Uh, no, here's the here's the moment of pause I'm gonna give you on this uh butt stick but, that you're talking but, about. Butt stick. That's okay. what it's called. People would buy it because of the name. Butt stick. You mean speed stick? I'm like, no. yeah, but for your butt. <laughs> so butt stick, <laughs> here's the problem. Okay. Somebody decided it was a good idea to come up with Axe body spray. <laughs> and that and they person made, they made should a million be dollars drug behind unquote. a truck. That's true. Okay. So yeah, they made lots of money, but they still need to deserve to be drugged behind a truck. I think this. I think this is a billion dollar idea. If it's a billion dollar idea, I want I want a quarter of it, and I will fuck off to some island somewhere and change my name. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to. I don't know. Maybe I'll. I, would you ever change your name for any reason? Like unless you like fucking murdered somebody, had to go into witness protection. But like, if you could choose your name, what would it be? For some, I think we mentioned this before uh, in days of yore on this show, but. I wanted to be another boring first name for years when I was about 10, 12, 13 years old. I wanted to be John. I don't know why. Really? Another biblical name. Great, because there's Paul and John. I'm, I'm Jesus. Joseph and Jesus. 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 Joseph. You're Joseph. Yeah, Mary. I wanted, why did I want to be John? I have no idea. I have no... Why was I not... I was kind of bothered by the fact that my name wasn't John. I feel like John Gaines sounds stronger than Paul Gaines. Yeah, I kind of think it does. P. Arnold doesn't sound strong. But P. A. P. A. Gaines sounds like a strong Southern writer. Like you said, an, like an artist, very or, much. So. Or a, like if I, it's funny because I think you've seen the paintings that I've attempted where I'd sign it P. A. Gaines. Yes, I have. <laughs> that was before you even said that's a great author's name. It is a great author's name. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't know that I would. I, well, I I know that if I did change my name, it would definitely be something just wacky, unless it was for witness protection. This know, is to, what really happens fade away when you have a lot more money and a lot more time, and you're just sitting there enjoying your mint julep. And I think I'm going to change my name. That's I what think I might change that, my name. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reinvent myself. Yeah, and just start. Yeah, that's what people do before they get in the show business. Obviously, they figure out what are we going to, or they have massive. Handlers that decide, nope, your name's going to be this. Maybe I'd change it to something like like uh, Homer Simpson changed his name uh, in on The Simpsons to he was like <laughs> he literally looked at his uh, his wife's blow dryer mm -hmm. and was like, mm hmm, that's my new name, and he changed his name to Max Power <laughs> because he because Homer he's like Homer J Simpson is a weak name. I need a strong name. If I'm going to be a millionaire, I need a strong name, right. Max Power. So he went by Max Power for an entire fucking episode, <laughs> acquired all this wealth, and people are like, oh, that's Max Power. We should definitely invite him into the Rich Men's Club or some shit like that. So they, like, he joined a country club and all this stuff because his name is Max Power, mm -hmm. Maximilian Power. 
name does everything for you. Yeah, right. See, I, I think John Arnold Gaines, J.A. Gaines, and then it spells Jag, too. The initials would spell Jag, which yeah. is kind of cool because I like Jaguars. So you, <laughs> The animal, not the car. Right. Correct. There's a, he had a friend that had that loved Jaguar cars, but he but he always had to work on them because it's a Jaguar. He always got excited when we're driving to Atlanta, seeing a, a Jaguar driving. He goes, oh, my God, it's moving on its own it's power. It's moving, yeah. <laughs> it's not on the back of a truck. Right? Yeah, exactly. Fuck. <laughs> they always look so nice, though. They do. They have nice lines. But they don't yeah. fucking run for shit. I heard that Mr. Enzo Ferrari uh, really had super high marks given to the style of the E-Type. Oh, yeah. Jaguar. He was like, he thought it was beautifully done, which it is. That's the, the old, oldie type Jaguar. Yeah, super curvy. The long, just, yeah, the oh, long so hood. Beautiful. And the, yeah, yeah, V12 versions. And the, they say it looks like a big wiener. It is. It is and yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. My father had a couple of those things. He had two. One was a parts car because it always broke down. Because it's a Jaguar. Yeah, it had a certain smell, though. Like the, the old leather and wood inside it. I will never. Mixed for, with burning oil. I haven't smelled that smell in 40 years at least. But I would if I smelled it, I would recognize it just like It would like just take that. you right back. Doesn't someone in town have a Jag? They show up occasionally at. Uh, I haven't seen like, him in a couple of years. There is an old couple that had an E-type. 60. Like yellowish. Three. Kind of beige yellowy. Yeah, it was like a cream. It was supposed to be a cream white, and it faded out and got yellowed in the sun. But okay. it was the original paint paint job original interior and they were the original owners uh porsche they were the original owners yes holy yeah they're an older couple like they were probably if if you ever see it again and you you're downtown please contact me because i want to go smell it yeah (laughs) (laughs) can i smell your jaguar i'm sorry so do you Uh, honestly the man would probably do it because uh i i walked up to him and it was the night of it was timmy's 30th birthday Mm mm-hmm it was that Saturday. Oh, the slicing of the thumb. Yes, the night. slicing of the thumb with the bounce house and all that. The only reason I remember that is that earlier in the day, Portia and her date were uh, to homecoming, were walking around taking pictures around downtown, and it was chilling on Beale that. Street. Yep. And I said, that car is really cool. What do you guys think? And Portia's like, that would look really good with my dress. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I walked up to the couple. I was like, hey, do you mind if they my, my daughter and her date for homecoming take some pictures in front of your car because this is the coolest car out here? And then I just started talking to the old guy, and he mm-hmm. was just – yeah, we bought it off the lot. It was wow. It survived. I, she let my wife, and he just grabbed her, put his arm around her waist. He's like, "I just love her so much." She let me keep my dream car through three kids, four or five homes, moved across country. And you multiple said, "You know what? I just like, sell my dream car because I just of my, my daughter out there. I'm letting take pictures about your." Yeah, car. well, her name's Portia, and I got rid of the fucking. <laughs> I I should have got rid of the kid and right. kept the car. <laughs> I'm kidding. Child, I'm kidding. He's not really kidding. I'm I'm definitely kidding. He just winked at me, Porsche. <laughs> I just shook my head. No, I'm not kidding. No, I'm definitely kidding. Because uh, that car broke down all the time. <laughs> Porsche's now only she only breaks down like I was going to say every couple does weeks. She break down fewer <laughs> times than the car or what? what no, what's no, no, no. She she. But the cool thing about her, she tends to repair herself. Yeah, which is nice. So I wonder if this guy knew how to work on because the Jaguars need work. I wonder if he had local. Uh, I'm just just curious. I know I'm going off this rabbit hole. The man with the, the, the Jag. I have no idea. If I don't he know. would turn wrenches on his. I just. Own. I hope they're okay. <clears throat> I, I, they they may have passed. They may have caught COVID. I don't know because I haven't seen him no, since before COVID. Shit. So and they were elderly, you know. But it was and the guy was really cool. I said, "Can I can I sit in it?" And he goes, "Absolutely." I said, "Is there room for me?" He goes, mm-hmm. "There's plenty of room." Mm-hmm. So I go and sit. Oh shit! It was still comfortable. I remember they would, you would turn the key and push a button yeah. to start the fuck. Yeah, just that, a, I uh, love doing that. That's a Le Mans style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I had a certain sound. Oh, I loved that car. That was cool. I didn't hear it run, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it was never running when I when it was around. He, he showed up to chill on Beale Street multiple times, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool because in a sea of 57 Chevys, 
which whatever, man. If, if right. that's your bag, I, I know I shit on them all the time. It's just so goddamn boring. It is, and we were in Kingman, a car town. We get a lot of people want to drive their Chevys on. 66. But I also get it. Like maybe they always wanted one and could never afford one sure. or something like that, and they figured out a way to do this. So more power to them. But also, I have even more power to somebody and respect to someone who like that old man who. All he ever did was wash it once a week. He never waxed it because it was bad for paint back in the day. So that was probably the original and paint and It was everything. definitely the original paint. You could God. see the, the gray primer. Do you know if it was a 12 through. or a 6? Do you know? Huh? Do you know if it was a V12 it was a 12. or the 12? Yeah. yeah. My dad's was a 6, I believe. Yeah, it was. it's a phenomenal car. But, uh, yeah, I was I was really happy to see that. Hopefully they uh, they make it back again. You don't know their names, do you? I don't. Okay. I don't. Does anybody could contact us if they know the older couple? It's a Jaguar that, uh, E-type, E-type, early 60s. kind of a, looks yellowish, like a light, like a beige yellowish color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Hey, let's take a break. We'll be back. Please do.
right, so we're back. Gilbert Gottfried died today. Yes, he did. Which will be yesterday for you folks. Yes. Gilbert Gottfried was one of those unconventional comics that was so brutally, hysterically funny. But I feel like he got he he's always been well loved and rated as by comedians. But I feel like the normal everyday average Joe is not familiar with his work and what he does. Yeah, because I don't and think he fit into the prototypical, he, he, desirable, he, he, average person kind of the person. The only other comedian I can think of that comes close to him, the not fitting in but is still brilliant, is Bobcat Goldthwait. Right. Both yeah, have, you're both right, have, they're kind of similar. Yeah. Both have goofy voices that were part of a character that they played probably 18 hours a day um, and rolled it into a career. Uh, and And... and Comedic writers, Gilbert Godfrey, like if you look him up on IMDb, the amount of uh, like credits that he has on comedies, whether it's movies, TV, and plays, he was prolific. It's yeah. thousands of credits because yeah. he would do, uh, he would just he would get a screenwriting credit because he would write, you know, they would hand him a script, and go make this funny, and he would throw shit in there, and then like just collect a paycheck and not really. Like you, if you look through all well, writers written by these fifteen people, and then there's like Gilbert Gottfried in there. Um, I remember first uh, seeing him in uh, or knowing, finding, figuring out who he was mm-hmm. when I was twelve. When Aladdin came out, because he did the voice of Iago, yep, uh, the parrot of uh, uh, the um, Jafar, the like mm-hmm. evil wizard, and he was a lot of comedic relief. And Gilbert Gottfried and and Robin Williams came up at the same time. They're best of, best of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started going, and once I found out he died this morning, I had the day off, so I was like kind of going just through and watching. And inevitably what came up was his aristocrats joke. At, <laughs> which I watched at today also. The roast of Hugh Hefner, which I kind yeah. of want to I want to watch too. Is it, I want to say, what was it? Was it a month? A month after 9-11. I think like within, I think three weeks after 9-11. It was very recent. So yeah, this was one of the first kind of comedy events after 9-11 yes. in, in New York. Yes. And they didn't know, because they knew they had to kind of move on. Right. So, and how are they going to do this? But how, yeah, how are you going to do it? Like, yeah. how do you, well, like, I think the perfect way was when, uh, it's too bad that guy turned out to be such a dickweed, but Rudy Giuliani was on Saturday Night Live. Right. The first SNL that they aired after 9-11. Was that the one when Will Ferrell was wearing his... Uh, his uh is a uh, speedo flag, red, white, and blue speedo. I don't know to be patriotic. We don't have to look that up. I, you you can do that on your own time and no. your during your your alone time. It's, it's funny, uh, Joe. I'm sure it is funny to somebody. We'll visit that after the show. Anyway, uh, but uh, Rudy Giuliani, like he was the host, you mm-hmm. know, and they had all the whole cast and a whole bunch of they brought a bunch of firefighters and cops and stuff on the stage, right? And I Lorne, remember that. Lauren Michaels is standing there and. Uh, where Michaels goes, well, we suffered some real tragedies, but I really want to know: can we be funny again? And Juliana goes, again. <laughs> I'm. He said, or no, he said, well, why start now? <laughs> so funny, and it was just like everybody just cut. You could see almost everyone's like collective shoulders just go, oh, okay, we can, we can joke now. And I do remember, I, I do remember watching this because I, I wanted everybody kind of wanted to see it because SNL is going to have you know they, they canceled for a couple of weeks. Oh and yeah, like, oh, what's going on? And I do remember though the audience was slow to come around to laugh though. Oh, absolutely. People did. We were like, yeah. oh, here we are. But I guess we're going to start laughing, like you said, start yeah. laughing again. So several weeks later is when they. Uh, for those of you that are maybe younger and never watched it, the Friars Club is a. It's a it's a group of comedians and act and comedic actors that got together. I think it was in the fifties, might have been earlier than that, in New York City, 
as just like a reason to sit around, hang out. It's like a fraternal society. It's like going to the Eagles, where but everyone is funny. Right. So, but they had this like behind closed doors way of initiating their people into the Friars Club, and that was a roast. Mm-hmm. You sat on stage, your friends, your peers, they all just. There's mm. nothing like a classic yeah. fucking oh, roast. God. It's and one of the best just, shit ever. And that's where the term roasting someone comes from. Like yeah. it, ro- like not roasting. Like it's just you're on the fucking hot plate and yeah. you're getting roasted. And I've it's really an honor, but some people if, can't take it. The, all, like if you go way back to the '90s, um, way back to the '90s, like the 1890s. Hey, buddy, 1992 <laughs> was 30 years ago. I know, I know. Think about it. It's fucking nuts. Okay, all right, it's nuts. All right. So now that we've established a timeline, okay. Do you remember when Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson were together? Yes. Do you remember when Ted Danson blackface. did blackface? That was at the Friars Club. Was that was da- that's that, right. He, he initiated. He was one of the people that initiated her. He and was dating her. Whoopi Goldberg, which and, we thought would be okay for him to do that because she was dating. And it was her. okay because he wasn't being racist about right. it. Right. It was a joke. It was it was being offensive for the sake of laughter. Yes. And it was taking the piss out of racism. Right. Sarah Silverman did the same thing several years, maybe 10, 12 but years ago. Shit hit the fan. And shit hit the fan, and right. she lost a fucking movie deal and a TV deal and all that stuff. Yep. She was making fun of racists. Right. That's what she was doing. People get lost on that, and they get it's too a, soft, fucking soft. Being abs- uh, d- d- demonstrating absurdity by being absurd. Thank or you. Whatever. Yeah. Dem- exactly. Yeah. So, uh, flash forward to nine eleven, or a few weeks after, um, Gilbert Godfrey was one of the roasters at the Fires Club roast of Hugh Hefner, and I don't remember the initial joke. I know you just watched this clip, but it's pretty probably. Oh been no, five the years joke was it. yes. It was something like he had to catch a flight back. And he had a stopover into the Empire State Building or something like yes. that. Yes, layover it, into the. Everybody went. And it was oh. a it was a dumb, lazy joke. It was. And you hear and someone go, said too soon. Too soon. And he's like, okay, how about this? And then he just goes into this. <laughs> a family of five: mom, dad, two daughters, right. and a son. So, so we're gonna. Everybody doesn't know. It's the classic. It's called the aristocrats. And it's an and old, everybody. Everybody's done this. It goes joke. back to vaudeville. We're talking yes. late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen right. hundreds. Everybody's and, done this. Joke. And every comedian, and it's not a joke that people. It's not a. And there's a. There is a cool documentary out there that you can find. It's probably about fifteen years old. It's called The Aristocrats. Right. And it's on YouTube. You can find it. And I urge everyone to watch it because if you like comedy, like stand, especially stand up. You'll get in, in some insight into the minds of legit stand-up comedians, and this was also in a time where you had some of the greats were still alive, like George Carlin and Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. and uh, Amazing Jonathan. Like ones that we've lost in the past ten years or so are all in this one documentary. And what it is is the aristocrats' joke starts off as, for those of you that don't know, uh, it starts off with a guy or a family walks into. Like a, a, walks into a talent agent's office. Yeah. They're looking for an agent. Right. And the agent goes, well, what do you do? And what, do, said, what, do well, what do you got? Yeah. What do you got? And then they perform whatever that they do. And then it's usually so offensive and so off the wall and so fucking strange. They're like, okay. And then once it's all said and done, the the you know talent agent goes, what the fuck was that? What do you guys call what yourselves? You- <laughs> the aristocrats. Now, that doesn't sound that funny, even it though you and I are funny. both fighting back laughter because we've heard like 20 different versions of right. the joke, and they're all fantastic. But, I mean, Bob Saget tells one on the, oh, on, Bob on the documentary. Oh, foul. Whew. Yeah. I mean, it would make a fucking billy goat puke what yep. he said. Holy shit. It was, he's like, 
mom and dad and the son and the daughter walk into Italian agent and then then the mom starts jacking off the son and then the daughter <laughs> blows the dad and then they swap partners and they swap partners again and then the dad comes on the face and, and the just, dog walks in the room and the dog walks in the room starts the daughter's fucking. jacking off the dog and they're eating at this and that and they fucking they throw their shit at each other have a snowball fight but I call it a brown ball fight like it and he just goes on and on and on and you're like he, he, he goes deeper and deeper in this joke George Carlin told one that was like that and he said I remember Carlin saying something like and I'm trying to shit in my wife's mouth, but like the diarrhea is too thin, and I have a hemorrhoid. <laughs> Sounds in it, like George, and I Carlin. can't get quite get the aim because the hemorrhoid is splitting it's the deflect, stream, deflecting it, like yeah. deflecting and splitting the stream. Kind of like when you're dehydrated, you piss on either side of the toilet <laughs> instead of into the toilet. You know what I'm talking about? And it's just typical Carlin. So Gilbert Gottfried, when he gets shouted down for cracking a 9/11 joke on like right. n- you know 9:28, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they're like too soon, too soon. He's like, okay, how about we do this? And then he goes, and he goes on this whole aristocrats thing, and everyone's uncomfortable. There's silence. It's just him. And then I remember, I, I'll have to rewatch it, but mm-hmm. it, maybe it's too flowery in my head. But I recall it being quiet until people started realizing this is a, this is a comedian speaking to a room full of the comedians. comedians. Uh, with a big classic aristocrats joke. With a classic aristocrats joke that every single person in that room has told yep. at one time or another. Or is at least aware of. So what they talk about yeah. in that documentary, to flash back to that, in the documentary they talk about, this is not a joke that comedians tell on stage. This is a joke that comedians that are hanging out at like an after party or right. or sitting around the table at the comedy store after, you know, after hours, that they do that to just... And see if they can put their own twist on it put to their make own the twist other comedians fucking laugh. And make, yeah. and make the other comedians crack up and right. laugh. That's exactly what it is. So for Gilbert Gottfried <clears throat> to do that on stage after being told too soon that his joke about, you know, uh, trying to catch a flight to to the Friars Club roast, but, uh, you know, had a layover, stop off, stop off the, the, off of the Empire, Empire State <laughs> Building. That's something like it's that. It's a yeah. tasteless, it is very tasteless. easy. It is kind of cheap. A lazy kind of cheap joke. Yep. And then he just rolls into, he goes, all right, fine, fuck you. That was offensive. How about I get as offensive as possible? And he just launches into it. But slowly, he gets the audience back. And right. then by the end of it, people are cracking up, laughing, just just they're, they're cheering and, and whatnot. Which so, kind of reminds me a little bit of, not the same thing, and we're going back to Gilbert Gottfried in a second, but kind of reminds a little bit of the Bill Burr event where yeah where they were they, philadelphia they, yeah. yeah and he he had his own he has 15 minutes that he was gonna what he was gonna do but the audience was sucked and pissed him off because fuck yeah, that fuck he you. just went out there and, and just fucking berated fuck your cheesesteaks fuck the eagles You're fuck fucking. the phillies double <laughs> and he's like double fuck the phillies because i'm from boston <laughs> you fucking fat piece and they're of shit booing and the fuck out of him keep booing louder you all have heart attacks and i won't have to come back to this shithole fucking <laughs> city of brotherhood and then finally he turns him because he's so goddamn he funny. turns him because he's so goddamn funny and it just fucking murders it but yeah bill burr <laughs> roasts philadelphia folks find that on youtube that's, it's only, that's it's, worth watching the video is not great the there's audio recording of it and it, it was just a whole and i love the right. story behind it like it's just so funny but anyway yep so Gilbert Gottfried tells this joke that's so horrendously offensive, so much more offensive to more people than right. the 9-11 joke. Right. The, the lazy, easy fucking layover at the Empire State Building joke. Right, right. And that offended some people, so he said, fuck you, and he shifted gears, right? Right. And told one of the funniest goddamn jokes that, it, that hardly anybody has ever seen done on stage. Right. So that having been said, let's flash back to a couple weeks ago. Chris Rock made a throwaway joke. It was a lame throwaway joke. And those of you who have watched Bill Maher, 
I've already I was already thinking about this before I watched the the most recent episode of Bill Maher's uh, show on HBO because he has the last like ten minutes or whatever is explaining jokes to stupid people. Right. And I love when he does that bit. It's only every couple of years, but he has to do it every once in a while. And he basically just goes on to explain that Chris Rock was telling a th- it was just a throwaway joke. It's the fucking Oscars. Right. It's not Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, which no. just was vicious and hilarious. Right. This is a throwaway joke. He's not trying to win an award. He's, he's yeah. taking up time before they can do yeah. the next award. And and he said, alopecia or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Will ha- oh, way overreacted to yep. a criminal level. Yep. And Jada way overreacted as well. And basically just all she had to do was shoot a look at her scorned husband. And, and then he went up there and slapped the shit out of him. Made him tri- do that's, that's it not, triggered him, it to, triggered do him to do that. And that's not right. That's not okay. It's not. Um, it isn't. But anyway, so... Chris Rock told a throwaway joke, and, I mean, if you compare, first off, I, I don't know why I didn't realize it until I saw G.I. Jane, but uh, bald women are fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she she I, was hot. I, I haven't seen that. I'm going to go check I that out again. I kind of want to watch G.I. Jane with no <laughs> pants on later on. Uh, but, like, it, they, if you think about G.I. Jane and Demi Moore, and she was fucking smoking hot, just oh, super yeah. attractive. Like. Oh, yeah. uh, Jada, oh, my God, so beautiful. Yeah. Bald head or not, she'd be wearing a burlap. You know, burlap dress and no fucking hair and be drop dead gorgeous. Now we talked about. Did we but think it, we think that Chris Rock knew that she had had? A, I don't think I don't think he knew, and I don't think he cared if she, if he did know. Right. I think he still would have done it because it was a lame throwaway joke. It was sure. actually like a three out of ten joke. I think that's what Bill Maher said. Right. Said it was a lame throwaway joke, but somebody got way way too offended. Yep. And then you got another guy who got physically assaulted. And I have to say this: I have so much respect for Chris Rock for having the. Self control. He was to keep he from was restrained, man. Very, very restrained. And what he and said was he wasn't like he didn't he didn't even say anything bad to Will. No, he's like I just got the shit slapped out of me by Will Smith. <laughs> like I would put that on a resume. And I, like I gotta be honest, one of my favorite little kind of go to easy kind of make me feel better about the world sort of in general is is uh, is uh, Bagger Vance. Oh yeah, I, mean, yeah, I like yeah. that movie. I'm having a hard time. I kind of wanted to watch it the other day, and I thought, I don't even... I'm kind of mad at Will Smith right now. Ah. And I could give a fuck about well, these things. But I have something else to say about about that, too. I, I, I know, what, what, it wasn't on purpose. This thought, I thought... Well, so, what... And you and it's hard to dissociate yourself from from uh, right. the somebody famous in the political right. the politicization. But you know? but there are people that I know who are, are actors who are are far left or far not a lot of far right actors right now. But but that part doesn't bother me at all what they believe in and think of. But then I just saw him go up to someone and slap the shit out of them. I have a problem with well, that. They, I, yeah, I got a problem. Now I thought yeah. I don't know. I hope I can get through this. It I was like, it was an overreaction, and that's why we have physical assault laws. And right. I think it's incredible, and just shows his Will Smith's entitlement that he wasn't fucking thrown in jail. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm because uh, if and if the academy I, let him go on and accept the award, up, but at least they finally got rid of him for ten years. They said yeah. he can't show back. Exactly. So, so anyway, yeah. which is fine. I guess that's a that's a throwaway punishment. He can still sure. go. Well, anyway, he can do whatever so, he wants to do. It's not. He may okay. have a hard time getting it's, roles, and it scares the shit. Oh, my, he's going to have a hell of a time getting roles. It's yeah. going to be like Mel Gibson after the whole racist rant yep. that he went on. Yep. But the also also something that needs to be said is that. I firmly, categorically, 100% think that it is not okay that if a comedian says something and you take personal offense to it, you are not allowed to take matters in your own hands and physically assault that person. Now, of course not. could you stand up and try and own them at their own game? Feel free to do so, but I'm telling you right now, comedian, good comedians don't get good by never having right. hecklers. They, that's one of our favorite comedians that we've, we saw in Havasu, who's yep. now blowing the fuck up, yep. is Steve Hofstetter, and yep. he's the last, like, 
at half hour, sometimes longer than that, of his set is just people volunteering to be roasted as a heckler. Right. And you know, and and he's brilliant at it because he's he's crafted that. Well, we thought but, when we we saw him at Havasu, of course, we're, we're kind of in the right county, kind of, and and uh, yeah. and he made uh, dark various, red various comments uh, about some of that. And I thought, God, I wonder where this is going to go because he, it's it's such a politically charged environment we have now. Yeah, yeah. Here he is by himself without a fucking bodyguard, <laughs> standing yeah. on stage in Havasu. The, the ultimate level of vulnerability. The only way that that man could be more vulnerable up on stage. No bodyguard, no, no, not armed in any way except for his own two hands and, right. his, and his mouth. Uh, the only way he could be more vulnerable is if he was naked. Right. Like that, that's the only way, and that doesn't even give you and that much. And he was much bashing Arizona. What was the uh, the Senate Bill ten seventy? Ten seventy. Oh my gosh! If, oh, if you guys don't Jesus. like brown people, then uh, maybe you should change the name of your town because I'm pretty sure this town was a name from was it Brian Havasu? Kevin Havasu. Kevin Havasu. <laughs> That was when the the couple uh, the, got boom, up and the boomer couple got up and walked out, and he's like, "See you guys later." Like just fucking, they're all. <laughs> I just I I thought it was funny that there was only two people that got up and walked out. Yeah, but uh, regardless, um, he and we talked to him after the right show. the day we did. He, he he was a little bit. He was kind of wondering what these guys are gonna. These are gonna mad at me or what's? Oh yeah, we just no, kind of came walking he up. He was definitely a little standoffish, and I was at like, first. "Fucking, you killed yeah. it, man!" And yeah. that's when I mentioned to him like, "This guy." I told him about this show. We should go and see him. He's funny. Da, 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 da. And then and then sent me, hey, have you seen this clip? And I'm like, yeah, that's the guy we're, we're going to go see next see. week. <laughs> and it was the gun control thing that he said. He goes, wait, you didn't know that? And he, that's great. Like he was, you could tell he was a little, uh, like you said, standoffish. A right. Little, little he was a little weird. I'm sure he's been approached. <laughs> oh, after a show. Hey, man, you can't fucking say that. Like, whatever. Right. Yeah. So the day after the slap. Uh, the day after that happened, he put on either Twitter or something like that, and I uh, he said, uh, "This sets a scary precedence yeah. for comedians." And I'm telling you right now, I've already spoken with multiple comedians that are friends of mine, and we we're all a little scared because if he gets away with that, then it's just going to let every Tom, Dick, Harry, dipshit that's that's in the audience to get slightly offended by a joke that we crack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck, man, you shouldn't have to do that. That's the um, Comedians, to steal Jordan Peterson's term, uh, stand-up comedians are the bellwether for society. Yes, they are. They really are, and they they are. Some of them are so brilliant that they have changed the course of things and, yes, they have. and forced conversations to happen. They're kind of like the in a way like a modern day um, uh, Will Rogers or uh, or uh, um, you know Will, Will Rogers. Will Rogers, think? the actor, the cowboy guy. Yes, he used to go around on tour. Or is that Roy Rogers? You're thinking of Roy Rogers. Will Will Rogers used to be like a. He's kind of like Mark Twain when he would go around and okay. do his do his. Uh, it wasn't a comedy, but it was like a you know commentary on society and things like that. He would go on tour. I think I think Mark Twain did this. He went Mark on, Twain was the kind of invented it. That's, yes, that's the yes. M- most people I've I've heard talk about him have said that are like comedians have said Tom Segura is one of them. He goes the they're, they're like who was the first stand up comedian and like ah you know da 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 and they. Crack jokes about Socrates and whatnot, but like Tom Segura chimed in and said, uh, "I'm pretty sure it was Mark Twain." Yeah, he went on tours. He was funny. He had monologues. Yeah, he had he he did this and this and this and this. Like he, yeah, he, he wasn't known as a comedian, he, but he was kind of doing that. And he was, but he was brutally funny. But he's at the same time yeah. making social commentary about, of course, stuff. yeah. And then I believe, uh, well, if you don't know Will Rogers, I have to look that up. But he, I think he did the same kind of thing, similar time frame, I think. Right. Um, but what, what were we getting at? Uh, the bellwether, the yeah, the, just a, it, just the um, reflection of society. But it's like it's it, they're they're 
somebody else said something really well. And I, I'm going to fuck this quote up, and I can't remember who said it, but the comedians are the person holding up the mirror to society. Right. And 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 they should. That's a good thing. But not the, what's but, the but deal the, about toast? Oh, fuck, not those kind of... Fuck <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, dude. They, stop. Sorry. God damn it. Like, I just... I, I want to like him so much because everybody else does, but I just can't do it. He's not I think the only thing great, great about him or all this is his Porsche collection. I'm sure it's just... I respect him for that. It's amazing. I'm One I'm year... Of, he wants to own one year of every Porsche, uh, model, model of Porsche, Porsche ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. to go back to Will Smith and the slap. The slap. Now, myself being a fan of comedy and protecting freedom of speech mm-hmm. at all costs, whether I get offended or not, I also really, really feel for Will Smith. Yeah, because he's a problem he's, now. over the past year, year and a half, which we talked about initially, okay, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a whole other human side to this. This isn't just some thuggish asshole that got up off, out of you know out of his seat walked up on stage and slapped a comedian yeah, he's got a he's a, got a guy this is a guy who's got the weight of the world on his fucking shoulders when it comes to his family he's i wouldn't want to be him right now and he was no not at all <laughs> i didn't i wouldn't want to be him 18 months ago when all the this uh other the, shit the, started the, coming out. them had like they come to find out that they had an open marriage and mm-hmm. some of it had to do with the fact like will smith let her have an open marriage and it became dirty laundry to the world his, his dick wasn't working very well like all these right and and that family has always been intensely private intensely private yep. will so there's smith a lot of never, pressure on him obviously will so. smith never and and will and jay did not never one ever endorsed anybody for president they never endorsed any political party yep. they never talked about their religion how they raised their kids or anything like that and then all of a sudden you go from being private right you're having your private life private and your public life public and keeping those very well separated to having your private life thrown to billions of people on the front page about how you let your wife sleep with other men because your dick didn't work very well and she wasn't being satisfied. That's emasculating. Whether it worked out for you okay in your marriage, that's fine, and more power to you, whatever whatever works. But the whole fucking world doesn't need to know about it. And then the man acted in an incredible movie and did a fantastic job, and he deserves to be recognized for it. And he's got all this pressure on him, all this and all that, and... Chris Rock cracks a throwaway joke that wasn't even all that funny. Right. And definitely not all that offensive. And one look from his wife caused him to crack on international TV and physically assault someone who he used to call a friend. Right. And a contemporary. That's, that's a, that is a man who has been strong for a very long time who cracked. And I feel for him. Yeah. Because it could have been so much worse. Could be worse, and, and also, and I feel I I truly feel for him and his family, and I want people to know that. Like we can all poke fun, but the bottom line, and the very like you get down to the dirty nitty gritty about this, it's, it's a human being. It's a human being. That's a human with some yeah. really heavy duty struggles. That uh, that's the. It's like, and I know it's unpopular, but I kind of don't care. Uh, is uh, Louis C.K. when he came out with his uh, his special uh, after the whole sexual the whacking shit, off the thing, whacking yeah. off thing. And he said, you know, let's talk about the thing. You guys want to talk about it? I need to talk about it. Let's talk about it. He said, you are all so uh, uh, lucky. People kind of chuckle. He goes, you're lucky because nobody knows what your thing is. Everybody in the free world knows what my thing is. Right. And that, and imagine if, uh, you know, and he just points at somebody. Imagine if you uh, and all your buddies or if all your buddies found out that you like a couple fingers in your asshole 
then mm-hmm. they start making fun of you for it. But then you lost your job, and they just basically stole money out of your bank account for it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not the same thing, but it's the same fucking ballpark. And I'm like, that's a very human way of looking at things. So um, Will Smith has got these demons going on and things that he's battling with and trying to hold his family unit together in the face of ridiculous absurdity. And I... and. You people can fuck off, but if you come at me and say, "Oh, well, he's a celebrity. He needs to open and invite this," did it? I'm like, nah. He was nope. He was a celebrity. He had his public life public and his private life private, and he's been married to the same woman for 25 years, and has always kept that shit private. And somehow it leaked out, and then they had to address it. And that's not fucking fair, and it's not fair to anybody. Do you think he's going to uh, make it back? Uh, you know, I, I think so. Probably, it'll probably be a few years. Uh, Louis C.K. hasn't good. made it back. He tried to make it back. He didn't. The, the comeback wasn't wasn't uh... sold out a tour. Yeah, he sold out. He sold out he like did? A, he sold out okay. a theater tour. Yeah, yeah, like eight eight hundred to a thousand seat. Okay, theater. yeah. There's he went on that tour. That's, and that, the that's the all he's done so the, far. The, that's the thing about the Louis C.K. thing. I feel like I have to keep explaining this to people. One, when that shit happened, he wasn't in a position of power. He wasn't an executive producer. He wasn't a director. He wasn't even anything. Okay, he was a right. screenwriter. Right, and it was a long time ago. Also, he asked permission. He's like, hey, uh, do you mind if I jack off in front of you? And they're like, you could have, and I hate, oh, this sounds, makes me sound like such a shitbag, but this is the truth, at least the truth as I understand it. Right. If there's different data out there, then please somebody tell me. But from what I understand, it was consensual. It's weird. Now, he was kind of a bigger, he was a big star. But he wasn't in a position of power. Was this in front of um, a, a multiple women at the same time? No, no, no. I think I, was well, say. I don't think so. Okay, it's just he, like, he went out on a date and went back to his place. Hey, I want to. You know. uh, no, 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 no. It was. It was definitely. It was in Walmart. Uh, no, I believe it was in an office. Like most multiple times, oh, okay. it was in an office. Like it was like his office. Okay. On his TV show or some shit like that. So kind Which, of a position of power, that kind of a thing. Bit a bit of a position of power, but he yeah. still asked for consent. It's kind of like the yeah. like uh uh shit. Aziz Ansari, which we've talked about right. his debacle, which now he's starting to come back, which his special on Netflix was fucking mind bogglingly good. I would put his special almost up there with uh the three mics. Oh, really? It's that good. Yeah. Because okay. it was real cathartic for him and for I think everybody else because he just made uh he th- he misread the advances that a woman was making and then she decided to capitalize on that right and even the uber driver came out of the woodwork and was like that's not what happened at all i remember that yeah and it was because he was in an uber and he was like yeah hey, you want to come up you come upstairs or do this and, do that, da, da. and he leaned in to, to give her a kiss and she's just like no and that was it right and and it ended up being, and that chick ended up being in deep fucking shit for it. Can you imagine and, if you're a star like this or a person of, of means or wealth and you're dating, these things have to run across your mind. Like, absolutely. What the fuck am I going to do or not do? How the fuck are you going to do it? Yeah, I, I, I worry about it in a town this small where people know who I am. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 it's a constant worry. Like something you, you How is that going to Like, look? someone could say something. It's like, that's not what That's not what That's not happened. what happens. Yeah. Right. So, anyway... To go back to Will Smith, I think we need to give the man a little bit of leeway. And I think what's going to happen is with his career stalling for a bit, it's going to give him some time, some breathing room to deal with some of the shit that he's he's dealing with. Because the man clearly is not, was not 100% on the level 
and has some shit that he needs to deal with. Because Chris, Chris Rock would be ultimately classy if he could. He said he would talk about it later. It'd be really classy of him just to say, "I'm not really going to talk about it." Yeah, you know, just have a whole new act and right. not, not even bring it up, not even mention yeah. it, and kind of refuse to answer questions about it and say, "I'm just, you know, it happened." Yeah, and I'm, I've, he's moving on, and I'm moving on. Exactly. You know, that would be really a super class move. And one, one last point to, uh, to reiterate, which we've talked about multiple times on this show, is that. Uh, and it's one of my it's my absolute I love Jordan Peterson. I know he said some things that have really pissed some people off. Wait a minute. We have a show? We do have a show. Uh yeah, we have a show. Okay. All right, go ahead. So Jordan Peterson. Jordan yes. Peterson, which yeah, I know. I disagree, he's, agree, disagree kind of thing. Yeah. He he well, Jordan Peterson's one of those people where he says things and people get offended and that's because they didn't stop to think about what he said because the man's fucking brilliant. He is. He's also helped millions and millions and millions of men that probably would have fucking shot themselves a long time ago. He has. Because that 12 yeah. Rules for Life has brought me back from some brink of some really horrible fucking thoughts. And it really, and I'm not usually one to espouse like a lot of self-help shit. Sure. But 12 Rules for Life, I would put that up there with the anything from Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Four-hour body, four-hour chef, four-hour work week, mm-hmm. those things that really helped shape how my brain works. But Jordan Peterson said, in order to in order to think, you must risk being offensive. That's very true. Yes. The you know what was yeah. incredibly offensive to a couple million people? The Declaration of Fucking Independence. Yes, it was indeed. Uh something that was very offensive to also even more millions of people was the Emancipation Proclamation. Yes it was. Dropping the atom bomb Yes, we offensive. Have, we have saved, been, saved a lot of lives, probably. We have been offensive. Yes, offend, offendable. Offend, so offenders. In order to think, or sometimes in order to do good things, you have to, and to force a conversation, you have to risk being offensive. Got to put the oars in the water. And, yeah, and exactly. You got to. Ooh, yeah. You uh, in order to move forward, you got to stir up the water a little bit. You got to move. Yeah, yeah so I like I, that. That's I, a good I, analogy. It's not my exact. I've there's a similar thing to that, but yeah, it's you're making ripples in the water, right? If you're going somewhere, kind of thing. So, and I mean, I know I've offended people over the years, and some of them don't even acknowledge my existence anymore. And I've officially come to terms with that, and I'm kind of okay. I want to do better because, with you in public. I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, just wash your ass. Uh, I have butt stick now. Butt stick. <laughs> it's just a speed stick cut in half for your dainty butthole. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a new one. I don't think I've ever said dainty butthole on, on this. Um, I'm going to now think about if I have a dainty butt. I'm going to start examining my butthole. Maybe I shouldn't. I can remember I played freshman football. I say I played. I thought you could have fixed it with something else. I can remember I played. I just remember with someone's butthole or something like that. You. I remember because we're uh, <laughs> we were just in we we're in it was practice, and you know you're never like the practice we were doing. It was more like calisthenics and shit like that. And we weren't even getting into doing plays and stuff like that. We weren't. We didn't even have pads on. We just had we jerseys just light, on. Light workout that kind and of. And I stuff. remember this guy, the coach yelling at this guy. I don't even remember the guy's name. And he was like, "What the hell? Are you wearing a cup?" It's practice. We're not slamming into people. Are you wearing a cup for dainty dick? And he called him dainty (laughs) dick for the rest of the season. Oh my god, dainty dick! What you got? Can't do that now. Afraid you're gonna get bruised doing push-ups and fucking squats. (laughs) Dainty dick. Anyway, so you get in trouble saying that kind of shit. I've 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 officially come to terms with the fact that if I offend someone and they never speak to me again, it's probably um, better for everybody because it, it 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 forces. If I can't force a conversation where we can come to some sort of an agreement and you're so offended you refuse to even acknowledge my existence, right? then then I guess the business is concluded. And that's unfortunate because I would much rather like to have a conversation. I would too. I'd much rather like to have some kind of – you hope that people at least 
uh, like like when you play tennis with somebody, something like that. You hope that you've got someone that's close to your 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 stature, your yes. whatever your ability. Yeah, so you can have a good conversation. You know, you you want it to actually go yeah. somewhere. Perhaps I mean it's fun being just joking around that kind of stuff. And people get their feelings hurt, and that's unfortunate because it's not what it's meant to be. But it's uh, if you're yeah if you're in public and you're or in public whatever you're you're meeting friends out, you're doing stuff, and some important topics come up. It really would be nice to be able to get somewhere with a conversation. Correct. I I I, I agree a hundred percent. And it and it's unfortunate that sometimes we can't do that. But you know what? That's okay too. Uh, I, yeah. Some, sometimes it it just works out that it's, way. It, and it, it and is it, what it is. Which I hate it that. hurts sometimes, but also then you just have to get past that and go. Well, you know, I maybe someday we'll be able to have a conversation. But that's you know, and that's fine too. Right. It's um. I don't know. It's like I if I like the woman whose ponytail I cut off. You know, in right. uh, when I was in the eighth grade. Like if if she if for some reason I ran into her and she was said hey do you want to talk I would I would entertain the notion I thought you she did was, run into her later on or something I did and she was horrible to me and yeah. overcharged me for the round of drinks oh okay she was she was uh, doing bartender or server work and it was okay. a little mini kind of class reunion it wasn't a class reunion it was the uh, band nerds just got together mm-hmm. in uh, in Ohio about ten year twelve years ago almost. And, and she uh, hasn't let that one go, obviously. She no. She still hadn't. No, in fact, my ex-girlfriend, Angie, she's the one. I was sitting at the table with her. She was, you know, newly single. So, of course, I was like, hey, what's up? Remember uh, ninth grade? And <laughs> that's my only line. Remember the band bus? Remember remember when? Remember remember, remember when you let me fuel you up under on the band bus? That was awesome. That was awesome. It really was. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> no, uh, we're now, like, almost 30, and, you know, at that time. Right. And... Uh, the whole idea was we're all going to get together, have uh, have a few laughs, have some drinks, mm-hmm. and then walk uh, across the river, like you know, the, from the square in Troy like across Jesus? the river. No, uh, on a bridge, actual, oh, an actual, okay. not a faith bridge, an actual concrete bridge <laughs> faith, built with science, okay. and uh, walk over to the stadium to watch the uh, invitational marching band contest, which okay. would, which is kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's like a football game, but for people who play music. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went there, and uh, well, we went to the bar beforehand because and she was serving. She, yeah, we sit down, and I've been there for maybe an hour, forty-five minutes, and I hadn't gone up to get drinks. It wasn't my turn yet. There's probably six of us at the table, mm-hmm. and uh, Angie leans towards me. She's like sitting next to me, and she pats me on the leg. She's like, "Hey, do you see who's serving?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, are you?" F- fucking serious Angie is that who that is and she's like yeah my motherfucker well I guess it's my turn next to get the next round and they're like oh god damn it like don't worry guys I'm not gonna be like oh I like your short hair uh which I almost said because her hair is very short it's like a like a very short like a pixie cut like a super short like three inches long yeah and she looked great you know and I walked up and I was like hey how's it going I need uh, this and this and this and this and this and she leans in she's like Joe and I'm like yeah brandy right and she's like wow i'll be right back and then just and didn't say hi how's it going what are Mm -hmm. you up to are you okay how's arizona do you have kids i'm married i'm nothing Mm -hmm. none of that nothing flowery there was not even small talk Mm -hmm. it was no talk it was Mm -hmm. all business and then she brought back the round and the round was like "Mm, i don't know fifty dollars more than it should have been oh geez so i'm like uh, Angie just got the exact same round of drinks, and it was like forty-five bucks. Why is this ninety? 
And and she straight up told me she goes happy hour ended and I'm like when did it end? She goes when you walked up to the bar. Ooh. And I was like oh okay here you go. And Ice I st- cold. Still gave her a twenty dollar tip. Good for you. Yeah, because I'm the bigger fucking person. Right. Yeah, I'm. I already got one over on her. I'm. I've been living rent free in her head for fucking at that point twenty five years. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like oh, fucking don't care. Right. I don't know. I don't care. That's fine. It it tickled me pink that the woman who was my uh, middle school bully. For almost two years, who said vicious, disgusting things about me and got other girls to say lies and spread all this shit, got their stupid boyfriends to fuck with me in the locker room after school, before school. Yeah, she kind of deserved what she got. Public it, skate, which was great. I love it when the one guy tried to fuck with me while we're at public skate, and he's in, he's wearing figure skates. For those of you that know, uh, figure skates are not as agile on the ice when it comes to other people. Hockey skates are meant for agility and slamming the shit out of other people. Right. Figure skates are meant for dancing. Right. And the guy slammed into me, and I was like, are you fucking crazy? And right as soon as that happened, one of my former, or not former, is a good friend of mine, his name's David Church, he just goes, boom, and slams that guy, and then we both got ejected out of the, the place. <laughs> we were like 15. But anyway, yeah, it was, uh, the thing is, is like, someone does something verbally to you, you don't have the right to do something physically to them. I learned that in eighth grade when I cut her hair, and I damaged that woman for years. Right. Six and, and, six and stones. Yeah, six and stones, right? Right. Um, but also, there's a human side of that, too. That there reaction, is. the reaction, why I react, and I'm not comparing myself to Will Smith, but I was going through a lot of shit. It was middle school. I was had been bullied and bullied and bullied and bullied, and I finally fucking snapped. Yeah, I it, finally it, it fucking had, snapped. It added and, up, and it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And was I wrong? Absolutely. And was she wrong? 100%. We were both wrong. Mm-hmm. But in the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, Will Smith has some shit that he needs to deal with, and, he, I, and he, I feel bad for does, him. Chris Rock does. took the slap. I kind of want—I also want to see the fight between the two of them. I'm pretty sure Will Smith would fuck him up. But I'm like, sure he would, yeah. But you never know. Chris Rock might just pull out a fucking switchblade that he used to wear. You know, he, always probably, he probably always carries a knife or a shiv or I something. Mean, Chris he Rock, is, he's kind of in the catbird seat right now. He's, he's, uh, yeah. he's respected and he's going to be selling out oh, stuff yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's kind of like a, how Tiger Woods never really got riled up and threw things and cussed and things like that because he knew he would lose endorsements. His money, he didn't make his money from golf. Yeah. He made his money from fucking Nike. Exactly. And like energy drinks and shit. Yep. Well, and with that, I think, are you done? I'm done. Yeah, me too. I feel pretty satisfied. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to have to, uh, you know. Get some butt stick on gonna, you? I'm going to go. I'm going to look up butt stick and just you see should. what happens. I'm just, I think what you'll I'm find. I'm going to start Googling butt stick. There is a mud butt. I remember reading something about mud butt or butt paste or something like that. <laughs> it was meant for diaper rash. <laughs> it's meant for diaper rash, but right. like my friend Scott, who was uh, he was in the army. Uh, in fact, Scott replaced uh, one of the people that got busted. Remember the people at uh, Abu Ghraib that took pictures of with the oh, prisoners and were yes, fucking with them? Yes, He got deployed there to replace those people when they were relieved oh, of duty. Shit. Like, he was immediately thereafter. Right. But anyway, he told me, he goes, yeah. I guess that's so. not duty I would want. It's like, oh, great. I get to go replace those guys. Sweet. Can't wait. Well, <laughs> that's what happens when you sign up for the California National Guard. <laughs> And you've been working at a prison for a year before that. They're like, hey, guess what? You get a <laughs> heard of Abu Ghraib? You've been watching the news? Yeah, yeah, you watch the news? You're going there. You're going to clean up this mess. You're going to clean up this town, Mayor Goldie Wilson. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I remember him telling me about uh, uh, mud, mud. mud. He said, yeah, you get mud butt. You just go and wash your ass and then just uh, put some of this butt paste. And he had some in the medicine cabinet. I'm like, this is diaper cream. And he goes, well, yeah, what do you think diaper rash is? Just mud butt. 
They're just not up walking around. They're laying there. You're an shit. adult. You have to be an adult. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I shit you not. Know I use it. I used some on my asshole one time. I don't remember why, but and I did. I was straighten like, it right out. Straighten it right out. I was back to being nice and non-pink. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Have that's a great it. night. Thank you much. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you.